Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, people, you know that sound. The unfiltered band meets yet another episode of Unfiltered. Coming your way here and now. Officially, this will go down as episode number 157. Horvat to stay on the island. We thank you, Unfiltered Band. You could come right here, keep it right here, and stay right here on board the Unfiltered Revolution. A bunch of ways to do that, of course. Uh, Premier League, first and foremost, everywhere you're listening, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get podcasts, of course. On that side of it, whether you're on Twitter, at Casey Stern, get in the bio. Subscribe, like all the videos, jump on the YouTube channel, give me your ideas for lists and interviews and guests and have some fun along the way. Get into a lot of different things in addition to just baseball lately. Again, I say this every time when it's outside of uh, baseball stuff, as they say in Liar Liar. You don't want to get into the live pods? Don't. Listen to the sports stuff. You don't like uh, basketball? Just want to hone in on baseball? You could do that. Then you realize I'm doing some UFC. Oh, you happen to like that? Jump in on those. You like the ones that are hockey? You're an Isle fan. I know a lot of Islander fans are with me. You can jump in on that. Across the board, NHL, Olympics, whatever we might be discussing, football does not matter. We're going to kind of hit diverse and get into the pop culture and really anything that we can here on this show along the way. But you choose your own adventure. I mean, do you, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I got it for you either way. And it's good to have you on board. As always, we are presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Let's tell you about them. Bet Online, major number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or any game you'd ever imagine. It's Bet Online, truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. It's simple. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's betonline.ag, that's betonline.ag, where the game starts as we get started here. And oh, baby, yesterday I'm sitting there at work, and I go, and I, I usually need the phone, like kind of back uh, in the back towards the kitchen, and I fly by, right, grab a sip of my Sprite or my energy drink. And I see my phone and I, I tap the top just to see a text, any notifications, and I saw Horvat signs extension. And I'm thinking to myself, that can't be because Bo Horvat just took his first practice on the ice out of Nassau County. Bo Horvat just got back from the All-Star game. Bo Horvat been on Long Island for about 14 minutes. There's no way. Now, I know we woke Lou from his nap, Lou Lamorello, and he was able to get this deal done with Horvat, but they're going to have to sell him. You know, his conversations with uh, Brock Nelson and his family maybe went well, limited on the English side with Ilya Sorokin and his family. Maybe they went well. He heard nice things. I know he's friends with uh, with Pager and Bales and played with Pulak in, in you know, the Worlds and knows Barzi a bit, but, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, there's no way. I mean, this dude... The whole thing that was going on with Vancouver was, you know, trying to work out a long-term deal, and it never happened. I mean, he he now got a chance to go be free. He got a chance to go anywhere he wants. Canadian kid, even you know, none of him wants to hang out near Belmont racetrack, does he? I think this is what happens when you're an Islander fan after all of these years. I mean, you also get to a place where it's like, you know, were we really shocked when? You know, Brett himself, Artemi Panarin, who was available. The Islanders you know, took shots at him that he went to the Rangers. Would you be shocked about anybody who goes to play at the Garden, which, by the way, is a great atmosphere for hockey as well. 
having covered games there when I was working at MSG and watching plenty of Ranger Islander games there. It's a fantastic building for hockey. He doesn't get enough credit for that. It's a great atmosphere. And their goal song is the best in the league. Even I know that. So, you know, you don't get surprised, but it's like, you know, you're like second fiddle. I mean, you know, the Islanders are more little brother to the Rangers, even though, you know, they've got a better pass in terms of what they did in the 80s than it is, you know, nowadays when you think of, of the Yankees and the Mets in terms of just, you know, the attraction of the Garden and the Rangers and all they're going to do. And the attraction of the Islanders is like, you know, they don't score a lot. They got great goaltending. And, you know, Lou Lamarillo, remember him, is running the organization. What's the coach's name? And, oh, yeah, Barzell plays there. I mean, that's basically what it is, right? They got a dragon for a mascot for some reason. To see this signing and this extension after this trade, and look, give Lou credit, right? Got in Pajot on the deal, locked him up nearly immediately, gets in Horvat, locks him up nearly immediately. You needed to do that to make this deal worthwhile in that trade. Now that trade feels like a steal beyond comprehension. I, no offense to other Bo and Anthony Beauvillier. No offense to, you know, Atu Ratu. No offense to the, you know, conditional draft pick, whoever it might be, whether it becomes top 12 or whether it becomes theirs or whatever. But the idea that you got Horvat locked up, now we're talking, people. Now we in business. First of all, you know, Matt Barzell, while being a center, and that's who he is by trade, and we know the way he feeds others and all that other kind of stuff. But part of the problem of why he has not scored a lot of goals, including over the years not taking enough shots and trying to get too cute, as they say, because he has so much ability and it's probably tough for him to hone in and not to be that way. You know, in addition to that is he's always the guy setting up others, trying to make others and other line mates who probably don't deserve to be playing with him better around him. And part of that then entails him becoming a guy who is is, you know, like a point guard trying to pass the puck in this case. And not having somebody who he can trust to then do the same for him when he's in a position to try and score. He's also not good at face-offs, and I mean not good at all. Well, you know, and that's why partly why Casey was on that line, and Casey Sezik is my namesake, and out of position, a guy who should be on the identity line, it certainly would be a fine, you know, a fine to good somewhere in their, you know, third line center in in you know, on any winning organization in the NHL, he's a winning player, Sezikis is, but you're not a first-line player. But it was taking pressure up Barzell in the face-off circle. It was giving them opportunities to have possession of the puck in the offensive zone because of that. And it was giving them opportunities to be able to kind of fall off a bit and to be the scorer on that line because he doesn't have other guys to set up. Now with Bo Horvat, who's exceptional at the face-off dot and pretty much having, you know, he's – He's either right in line or maybe a little bit better than where, where Pajot has been this season. I mean, look, to have Horvat, I don't know what the numbers will state, but I I find it hard-pressed, and you know, face-offs are so uber-important. <clears throat> I find it hard-pressed that you're going to find a team that's got a better trio of guys in the face-off dot, three of them, than you're going to have with Horvat, Pajot, and Sasekis. I don't think you're going to find a team in the league that's got better than that. And those are three guys who you can feel comfortable, whether they're forehand or backhand, depending upon position and what the situation is on the ice, a power play, or a penalty kill, or whatever. If you need to keep in the offensive zone, you need to gain possession of the puck to run the clock out. Anywhere in between, those are three dudes. But Horvat being able to take all the draws on this line is a huge plus. Doesn't matter 
who's playing center, quote unquote, and who's right wing, because, excuse me, I think with Horvat and Barzi, you got two guys who clearly understand what their job is on the ice, and they're field players. They're going to feel each other out and, and gain chemistry together. And I think you'll see that. And we've seen that with Barzello line mates when they've actually been left alone. Anders Lee for a long time over a couple of years, and we saw that pan out to a big way. Jordan Everly for a long time over two, three years. We saw that pan out in a pretty good way, and certainly in big spots in that bubble run in the postseason, the first of the two. I think to be able to have a situation now where Horvat and Barzell can play each other, they're both going to be here for eight years. They're going to be together. <clears throat> yeah, look, you may get to a point where somewhere in there your depth is enough, where Barzell and Horvat are a one and one A or a one and second line. And, you know, Brock Nelson, who, by the way, could also play the wing. Or what if he's not there anymore? Or what if, you know, age, I mean, you've got different options. But for right now in the foreseeable future, you know, Lane Lambert, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I know you love changing lines. I mean, you like changing lines more than Bobby Valentine like changing his lineup. <clears throat> I know you love changing lines. I know you love switching it up. I am begging you. I don't care if you want to move around and we'll get to it, the left wing side of this thing, where Bales, it looks like Josh Bailey going to start tonight here on a Monday as they do this live. I, I understand you're going to maybe play with that a little bit. But... Barzell and Horvat should be on this same line. I don't care if the team's down 4 nothing in the third period. It's the first game. I don't care if for the first week they're having some issues. You can play with that other player. You can play with how you use them on this line. Give these two a chance. Let them play together. I want to stay on the ice, and then I want to kind of branch back out to just what this means for the franchise. As the Islanders sit two points out of a playoff spot, although they have played a couple more games in Pittsburgh here as they begin the second half, officially on the side of the All-Star break, this crunch run, the stretch run with 30 games to go in Philly here on a Monday night, first of a back-to-back. By the way, third game, they'll get Bo versus Bo in different spots. Beauvillier, Vancouver will come in to Belmont, play the Islanders at UBS, where Bo Horvat will be the home player wearing 14. On the left wing, I know a lot of people are going to give this decision, a lot of crap. The fact that Josh Bailey is going to be on there. Josh Bailey may actually be the perfect guy to be on there. If Josh Bailey, Bailey can give you what, even at this age, we know he's still in spurts capable of doing. Josh Bailey is not on this line to do anything but what he does best. And if you really, truly are being honest about Josh Bailey as a player over the years, who, by the way, has been one of the better playoff performers since all those teams in the 80s that the Islanders have ever had, as good as they've had, has been great in big spots, has scored some big goals. But Josh Bailey is one of the more underrated passers in the National Hockey League when he is right. When he is being forceful on the puck, when he's working the boards, when he doesn't look like he's lost and half asleep, and has lost more than half a step. And we see some of that. Now, he's going to be engaged being on this line, certainly from go and from jump. But with Horvat, who can finish in his 31 goals, Barzell, who the last time we saw him at the end of the first half of the season, or before the All-Star break, if you will, it's more than half a season, 50 games. But with that, by the way, ironically, the feed from other Bo, Anthony Beauvillier, that goal in overtime, we need to see Barzi finish more. Josh Bailey is a guy who can play his role on this line and rack up a ton of assists. He is an excellent passer. And he's known that way around the NHL. And whether you're an Islander fan who just hates the guy for whatever reason or not, like singing his song, 
and you're worried about him scoring goals, speaking of the song, the guy can pass the puck. I will tell you for myself what I would do that they're not going to do. The Islanders have always had this thing over the last few years, and this is even with Barry Trotz, who I love. All right? They never should have got rid of. That was dumb. But they have this thing about trying to balance the lines. And I think balanced lines are important. But when you get to the end of a season, you get to crunch time. And if you get to a playoff run eventually with this team, and you see this more so in other sports. I remember Dwayne Casey was covering the NBA. And he was a coach of the year, 50-plus wins, best season the Raptors ever had. It's when DeRozan was still there, right, with Kyle Lowry. And he's playing a rotation that's so big and so advanced with so many minutes being given out to everybody, including Siakam at the time way down on the bench, Van Vliet way down on the bench, in the rotation. We might try to play 11, 12, 13 guys, and you're in the playoffs, you can't do that. you got to ride your horses, as I like to say, like Seattle Sloop. you got to jump on the back, all right? got to get on there, and you got to say, okay, we're going to have our best players take us wherever we go. The Islanders are always trying to branch out with the Lions and to, to even them up. They're going to be even enough. The identity line without Cal with Fashing, it kind of, you know, six and one half does the other, and I love Clutterbuck. We know what they're going to do, right? Pajot and Parise, whether it was Holmstrom or however you want to work it, we know kind of what they're going to do. They had Palmieri at times this year. We're good successful that way. They played with Bailey. They played with Holmstrom. They've been with all over uh, Fashing, different kind of guys. They, they are, those two guys are hard workers. They're going to get on the puck. They're going to make it hard for the opposition. They're going to try and forecheck, get into the offensive end. They can kill penalties. We know what they're going to do, right? I understand why they're keeping Anders Lee with the second line with Nelson and right now with Palmieri because of the week they had before the break. When Palmieri came back and in the first three games, he had a goal and what, four assists, I think, and Lee had scored four times and Nelson had scored four times, and I get that. But one thing we have to give a lot of credit to Brock Nelson that we don't, including now in congratulations, the accurate shooter competition winner, just something I remember watching so often as a kid and thinking about the Ray Borks and so many others who I've watched win it and it just how fascinating and amazing all that was, right? I'm telling you right now that the right thing to do is to go back to the Lee Barzell Eberly, you know, scenario, if you will. To go back to all the success Anders Lee and Barzi have had together, and you play Anders Lee on the left side, and you've got Barzell and Horvat, and you finally have a top line. It would be the best Islander top line that we have seen on paper, and I know what paper is, and I don't know how long. I mean, we've seen a lot of Islander success on lines that didn't seem to make any sense. Like, for example, when we had our Oposo and, and Matt Molson, or you can take out Molson and put on the left side P.A. Parento, or you can take him out of a boys on the rights or whatever. John Tavares with a lot of those lines didn't seem to make sense, and even Josh Bailey thrown in there sometimes. We had Lee and Eberle, obviously, with Barzell, but then you had Leo Komarov, who's playing there, Uncle Leo on the first line. You're talking about Anders Lee, a legit 30-goal scorer, has four, uh, scored 40, captain, one of the best guys in front of the net in the league, still is. Barzell, one of the premier playmakers in the sport, even if the numbers should be and could be, Different system, different line mates, better than they've been. And Horvat has got 31 goals already. That's the best Islander first line that we've seen on papers in years. And that is what they should do. And that is what I hope Lane Lambert will do. Now, I'm not trying to root for a couple of games of failure for Josh Bailey, because I like Josh Bailey, as you know, if you're an Islander fan listening to me over the years, way more than most people do. I am not trying to wish on the failure of Kyle Palmieri, who I like as a player. And I think, you know, fringe top six, 
you know, top nine, somewhere in there. He's a really valuable effort player. Get in front of the net, play on the power play. We saw him have a lot of success in the playoffs. He's a, that kind of performer who you know is going to score and, and upgrade, you know, all the things that he does when it comes down to crunch time. And I like Palmieri, I do. Not love, but I like him. But Anders Lee should be on this left side. Anders Lee, with Barzell and Horvat using their creativity, combined with Lee's size, and I understand that, you know, Bailey's passing skill, but creating opportunities for Barzell to skate because he's loosening the puck and finding it and presenting it out to those two centers who can interchange. That's the way to go. That's the line you're going to have success with, and that's the way the Islanders should be playing it. Josh Bailey has had so much success with Brock Nelson. Look, Anthony Beauvillier, how much success did he have without those two guys? Can we be fair? And I love Tito, right? How much success did he have without those guys, Tito Bo? Not much, right? Not much. There are a lot of guys who have succeeded when Bailey and, and Nelson have been together. Brock and Bailey play so well together. They always know where each other are. They had unbelievably unlimited success in back-to-back -back conference final runs. And to me, what the Islanders should be doing now, not to let this story fester. Nobody cares after the All-Star break. Once the All-Star break happens and once the trade occurs and you change players and pieces, and now Horvat signed, nobody cares what Palmieri and Nelson and Lee did for a week. Really, nobody cares. Anders Lee should be right there, day one, moment one. And what I'd be doing if I was Lane Lambert is calling those three guys in, like Herb Brooks at the beginning of you know that scene in Miracle, where he calls in the Coneheads line. And I'd be like, this is who we're taking to the Olympics. This is who we take into the playoffs. You three are going to figure it out. I don't care you don't get a point, you don't score a goal in the next week. The week after that, you're going to be in the same spots. It's going to be the three of you on the power play. It's going to be the three of you sitting there in that first line. It's going to be the three of you in the offensive zone. Draws in big spots, especially now with Horvat there. This is who we're going with. This is it. That's it. I would be using this break to do it now. I think that's what the Islanders should do. And I will tell you, we'll come back and we'll revisit this. But I think the Islanders will end up having that be the first line and find a lot of success with it. Bailey and Nelson are fine with Palmieri. It doesn't matter. Look, Brock Nelson is the guy who's making that second line right now. The Brock Nelson was basically your first line center in the first half because he made the all-star team. If we're being fair, Barzell didn't, right? Brock Nelson scored 37 goals last year. Brock Nelson uh, was the, the leading goal scorer. It wasn't Matt Barzell. But Anders Lee should be there with Barzee and Horvat. And I hope, I hope that's where they go. For the franchise, backing up a little bit, and obviously, as always, give your comments on YouTube. Uh, if you listen to Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast, get me at Casey Stern. Hit me up on IELTS stuff anytime. This is huge for the franchise. Going back just a few weeks ago, you had a team that was playing decrepit hockey. You've got a coach who doesn't look like he's he – look, he looks like – Lane Lambert is, is the comp I'd give to Lane Lambert, Right is an offensive coordinator who is a great offensive coordinator. We learn he's not a head coach, and he goes back to being a great offensive coordinator, right? We've had the Charlie Weisses and the Nor – we've had a lot of guys in that scenario, right, in sports, in football. I think about – you know, the other way to look at it is, you know, Lane Lambert is, you know, kind of like – the fourth outfielder who plays really well and everyone's like, wow, imagine where he gets a shot and then playing every day. You're like, it's just not as good. You know, he's not Barry Trotz and he's never going to be Barry Trotz. He's just not. I think he's, I think he's a valuable coach. I think he's, a, he, it's like, you know, maniac of hockey. And I love maniac. He's like a valuable third base coach. This not a head coach. And I, I still, by the way, don't think this is the guy for them. I don't. And I'd be begging Barry back, even though they won't, but that's, I don't think he's the guy. But you're thinking, where's Barry Trotz? You're thinking, where's the talent? How are we going to score? Team looks like crap. 
This is a joke. How do we get from two conference finals and a game seven where you lose one nothing to Yanni Gord's goal to all this, right? New building, beautiful. We got all these things to sell about what we're doing. We got talented players. We got one of the best goalies in the league who's going to be a, a, a perennial Vesna Trophy candidate in Sorokin. Like, what are we doing here? And I got to give the organization, the ownership, and Lou Lamorello credit where credit is due for all the crap I've given them. Got to give them a lot of credit. This Horvat deal right before the break and the energy that built to come right on the other side of the break and to put your money where your mouth is at eight and a half times eight and to put those numbers out there and to now when you debut, and I know it'll be on the road at first, it'll get a tremendous ovation when he comes home, which by the way will be also when you get how crazy that going to be. It's going to be Horvat's first game. Beauvillier is going to sit there right there on the bench, you know, on the opposing bench, watching Horvat be treated like a god with everybody wearing 14s. And then somewhere in that first period after his first shift or whenever, we're going to have a tribute video, which is well-deserved with Beauvillier, with teammates talking about him. Everybody, you know, who is, uh, you know, an idiot with hockey like me will cry watching it at home and we'll talk about game six and then and then that's it. That's it. How weird is that going to be? But to create all this energy and to do things the way that they did and to get this signing done, it's huge for this organization. It is gigantic. It's massive. And I think it's going to give them some energy and give them a push. And it begins in Philly, a place against a team they should beat. The Islanders got to rack up points. They got to rack up wins. And they also got to not be done. The trade deadline is weeks away. The Islanders have to have to upgrade their defense. They need another defenseman desperately. The Islanders need a defenseman they can trust. They got guys who could skate like Dobson and Aho, right? And certainly, you know, we know Pelican Pulak can do that as well. Even Romanov. Right. They got guys who could score. They got guys who could shoot. They need another guy. It can't be pellet pull out. They need another guy who, to me, bounces the depth down. They need a top four defenseman, in my opinion, who's a veteran who can bring in what a Johnny Boychuk did. And I know that's a lofty goal when he was here. That's kind of what they miss, even more so than a Letty type offensively who could skate. I think they're missing a guy they could trust to block shots, play defense, and add to all the things that a young Romanoff is continuing to grow to do well. I think they got to upgrade the defense. They do. The other thing I'd be looking at if I was the Islanders is to upgrade the depth. We saw how quickly things go when they lose a Holmstrom or lose a Fashing. That bottom six depth and adding another winger specifically, because I think they're okay down the middle. you got guys who aren't playing center who can at this point. I think they need to add another winger as well. Um, to have a little bit of depth and maybe somebody who can kill some penalties, somebody who can go in there and play a game who they could trust. I mean, to me, those are the needs of defensemen and a bottom six forward, a winger, uh, you know, good on, on both ends of the ice, but I think even more so defensively and somebody who can, can be there if they need them and, and not just be, you know, Ross Johnston. If we're not going to see Wallstrom and if we're not going to see Clutterbuck, which I think is, you know, you never know with hockey and it's so mysterious, especially with the Islanders, it's more so with Lou than anybody else. We don't know if we're going to see those guys ever again this season. And they're both valuable pieces. So I think improve the, the depth there, bottom six, and a defenseman who can give you that top four guy to bump everybody down. I think that's where you got to go if you're the Islanders. But if you're an Islander fan, you are jacked up. This was an absolutely huge, huge week. I mean, think about this. You know, in the middle of it, what you forget about is you got to watch Brock Nelson, you know, who gets no credit around the league seemingly, and from fans, you know, around the league outside of the islands seemingly, 
you know, go out there and go win the accuracy contest and the skills competition, which, by the way, the skills competition was so freaking bad. It's the worst it ever was. Screw the beach nonsense and the, the, the golfing and the stuff from yesterday. This isn't the wide world of sports, like obstacle course nonsense from years ago, which, by the way, would have been way more exciting to watch than this. This was terrible. It's got to be a shorter event. This is one of those things where you try and make it too long, and it just ends up being you know, decrepit. It used to be such a great event. Neither here nor there. But what a week it was. In the middle, you get the accuracy and the skills competition, the win for Brock. On the outside, on both sides, you bring in Horvat, then you lock him up, and now you go get him at Philadelphia. We're always going to get him and get with you here at Unfiltered, where we are proud to be presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.